Welcome to Light the Lamp here on Duck Stream, presented by Gettle. I'm your host, Alexis Downey. Exciting news, Gettle is now the official HVAC partner of the Anaheim Ducks and the Honda Center. Keeping things cool on the ice and warm at home. Gettle, your trusted HVAC and plumbing partner. Visit gettle.com slash ducks for exclusive promotions. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. Coast to coast, nonstop action. This is the premier source for National Hockey League news. Scores, highlights, and the Anaheim Ducks. It's time to light the lamp with Alexis Downey. Now let's get to the show. The Anaheim Ducks are rolling as they're riding a five-game win streak after they swept their East Coast road trip. The first time this organization has swept four or more games out East since December 2013. Your Anaheim Ducks are doing so well right now. It's such exciting hockey to watch. And they are tied right now in the NHL for the longest win streak with the New York Rangers, who also have five wins in a row. Now, if you look at that East Coast road trip, the second line of Frank Vetrano, Mason McTavish, and Ryan Strom were outstanding, accounting for 19 total points through those four games. And Frank Vetrano is still tied for first in the NHL with nine goals thus far. He's tied with the Red Wings' Alex Dabrinkit. And another bright spot about this team has been the goaltending, especially Lukas Jostal, as he just earned the NHL's Rookie of the Month honors. After his win last night against the Arizona Coyotes, he is now 5-1 on the season with a 920 save percentage and a 2.80 goals against average. I mean, if you watch Dostal in the net, he is just calm, cool, and collected. He has faced some pretty high velocity shots from some of the NHL's best players so far in some of these games, and he just seems to be completely relaxed in these games. Even when you talk to him off the ice, that's just who he is. And it's so impressive to watch. And I know that head coach Greg Cronin is also just as impressed with his play, especially since he's been given so many opportunities already this early in the season. But it's also good to note that in that Pittsburgh Penguins game, he did come in for relief for John Gibson after Gibson left after the first period of play, Dostal playing in the second and third. Gibson has been out since then, and the Ducks have recalled Alex Stalock from the San Diego Gulls. So just good to know if you did not already. Also, that game on Wednesday against the Arizona Coyotes really was a thriller going all the way to overtime for the Ducks to get that win. And it was the start of a five-game homestand at Honda Center. So not a bad way to start some home games this month in the month of November. But a player in particular that I have been watching and have been so impressed with through the first 10 games has been Pavel Minchikov. I mean, He is tied for first in points among rookies right now with seven after adding an assist last night in that game against Arizona. And if you remember that assist in that game, it really could have been a goal for him. He just took the puck all the way down the middle, had a nice dish pass to Cam Fowler, who dished it back to him, got the right angle on the shot, but somehow that goalpost just got in the way. But thankfully, Troy Terry was there to tap it in. I'm really surprised that wasn't Michikov's goal. 
but he just looks so good on the ice and someone that I'm going to be keeping my eye on in the coming weeks. Troy Terry had a hat trick against the Arizona Coyotes. Really great to see. He was on fire last night, and now he is the fourth player in Ducks organization history to complete a hat trick in overtime. And he is the first forward to do so on that end. He did have the overtime winner last night, like I said, completing that hat trick. And Mason McTavish extended his point streak to now six games. He has 12 points on the season. Ryan Strom almost had the opportunity to keep his point streak going, but he was a late scratch in the game against Arizona. I believe he wasn't feeling well, so they decided to put Bo Gruen, and that kind of changed up the lines. Max Jones playing on that top line with Leo Carlson and Troy Terry last night. So plenty of hockey to see at Honda Center in the coming week. If you haven't caught a game yet, make sure to come out because the next one is going to be against the Vegas Golden Knights. And with the success that they've had, obviously, after last season, the defending Stanley Cup champions and going back to that first game of the season for the Ducks, I know that Anaheim wants to write a different script in this game on Sunday. But now let's get to today's guest in light, the Lampa returner from last year, Arta O'Cal, joined the show to talk about this Red Hot Ducks team and how the NHL season has been going so far. And then also give some insight on how the frozen frenzy was for ESPN, as Arta is the studio host for NHL on ESPN, as well as a sports center anchor. Let's take a listen. Let's welcome on to Light the Lamp now, a returning guest from last season, Arda O'Cal of NHL on ESPN. Arda, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you very much for the invitation. Whenever you throw up the uh, ESPN logo in the sky, I am happy to answer the call. Um, do I get a blazer at five appearances? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, just checking. I love I, it. <laughs> yeah. I want the logo, everything. We have to take pictures at the arena. Okay, perfect. Just check. <laughs> I'll, my, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, first off, I want to ask how your Halloween was yesterday. Did you get to do anything with the family? Yeah, it was uh, our oldest's first uh, like Halloween that she was sort of registering. Uh, she didn't want to go trick-or-treating. She actually wanted to stay home and give candy, which is cool. I was like, all right, are you sure? Are you sure? Mm. I asked like seven times. She's like, are you sure? You want to go out trick-or-treating, get chocolate? I think the 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 mistake was that she knew there was already chocolate in the house. Mm. So she's like, I don't need to go outside to get chocolate. I see this giant bag of chocolate. So that was a bad parenting move. So like I, I was down after the first period, you know, like it was just <laughs> unfortunate. But overall, it was good. And then I got to, I'm a big Star Wars guy. So I got to dress up as... Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, on the Sports Center desk, which was oh, probably a career highlight, honestly. <laughs> I saw yeah, those like, pictures. Yeah, about the nerdiest thing that I could possibly do. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> it, it it looked really, really cool on, on camera, though. I felt like it was pretty fitting on set. Yeah, it felt it felt like Grand Admiral Thrawn, I think, would make a really good coach. Mm. Like he'd probably be like a multi-time Stanley Cup champion. He'd probably <laughs> invent a new style of play like he would beat the one three one and everyone would love him. You know, <laughs> like that's the kind of coach he'd be. How was your Halloween? It was nice. Uh, I didn't do too much yesterday. I wanted to carve pumpkins, but I didn't get around to it. So I think I might do that on Friday. I know it's after Halloween, but I still got to do it. I do it every year. 
Yeah. If you love it, you got to do it. Right. <laughs> but you know, like everything switches November 1st, it's immediate switch. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing, by the way, Alex, this is a big, uh, a big concern to me. And I know I say this on social media all the time. I'm hijacking this conversation it's for a okay. second here. No. I despise it okay. when any like supermarket, any store, like a home goods, anything like that, whenever they have uh, stuff out for holidays that are like two ahead. Mm -hmm. Like if you have like Christmas stuff out in September, I have a problem. <laughs> like let every holiday wait right. your turn. Mm -hmm. Every we don't need Easter stuff out right now. No. We're still thinking Thanksgiving here. OK, it's fresh off of Halloween. We don't need to see Rudolph and Santa. We don't need to hear Mariah Carey just yet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I am with you. Honestly, I'm the same way. If I walk, I, and it is always like a TJ Maxx, a Home Goods, Target, places like that. <laughs> you walk in and they already do have the Christmas stuff out. The, ho uh, the Halloween stuff's on clearance. Anything Thanksgiving, too, is probably on clearance at this point. Um, I, I'm with you. I like to take each holiday as it comes. So even though in this case, I guess carving pumpkins after Halloween, not that far after, though. But that's an that's an enjoyment thing. Mm -hmm. You like doing that. That's yeah. cool. It's not like you're imposing your two holidays ahead uh, wares in a store that thousands of people walk through. Right. <laughs> I guess if you're carving the pumpkins at a Ducks game. Ooh. At the next Ducks game, maybe that's it. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just carving, but people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're actually celebrating Dia de Muertos tonight at the Ducks game that we have coming up in just a little bit. So definitely something to uh, be excited about for everyone that's coming out. Absolutely. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, speaking of hockey, I think we should get to some hockey talk as well. Uh, so just how have you been feeling about this NHL season so far? I know we're only a short bit into it, but in what you're seeing, how are you feeling about some of the storylines that are developing so early? We got some surprises, uh, which I find, which is always fun, right? Like as much as we like being right about our predictions at the start of the season, if we were completely right, it wouldn't be that fun, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's always nice to see surprises. It's always nice to see interesting storylines. Uh, there's always going to be stuff off the ice um, that happens on the ice with, uh, you know, levels of competition. And like, it really just goes to show how how much parity there is in the league, right? Like, mm -hmm. how many people were talking about the Detroit Red Wings before the season started? Not Honestly, many. not that not, yeah. not not to that degree, no. not to that degree. Maybe they should have. Maybe we should have. I, like, it's just I, I love dissecting the reasons for these, um, you know, early bursts of success. And, yeah, sometimes it has to do with strength of schedule and whatever. Right. Like mm -hmm. like the Blackhawks have had it rough, for example, you know, a five game road trip to start the season. Uh, all eyes are on you because of the number one overall. Sorry for Ducks fans to bring this up, <laughs> obviously, okay. but like the number one overall pick. Right. And then. It, it like obviously schedule is going to factor into this, but also like injuries and uh, personnel changes like this is the time of year where you like to dive into that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, for you guys at ESPN, I mean, hosting the very first frozen frenzy early in the season uh, that John Bucigras and Kevin Weeks were a part of. What was that like just? behind the scenes and leading up to it, just being able to put that production together of all the NHL teams playing on one night. 
So I, I actually had a chance to host with Weeksy on Thursday. Mm. So he gave me a whole rundown of how it was and everything. And he said it was one of the coolest things he had been a part of. And uh, I I agree. Like it was just like the, the whole idea of games, every team playing 15 minutes starts like just the idea that on a, a nondescript Tuesday on the NHL calendar, it has become it became an event. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was a busy time, too. Right. We were going uh, frozen frenzy uh, was going up against game seven of uh, the a league championship series in Major League Baseball and uh, the NBA season. And and, you know, still uh, in the thick of NFL and college football. Right. So like for the amount of attention and the amount of, you know, uh, good vibes that came around it, it was very impressive. And I my personal highlight was we don't often uh, pull the curtain like you and I like we you know, we're in we're in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Naturally, that generates attention. Right. But like often it's very nice to throw flowers to the people behind the scenes. Right. Because they don't get it often. Right. Right. Not not publicly. So like I had the chance to sneak into the control room and I was given full permission to capture what it was like. Mm -hmm. and. That was cool for me. Like we went in there with the NHL and ESPN TikTok and we recorded videos and and were able to post them on social media. And to me, that was gratifying because I want like it's especially that team that I work with on a daily basis. It's just nice to be able to say, hey, these are the people that really make the engine work. They're the heart and soul of this department. And you should really care and thank them because they're the ones that work very, very hard to make this all happen, especially on that day, mm-hmm. especially on a show where like they hadn't done anything like that uh, in the current edition of the NHL and ESPN. Right. So like mm-hmm. it was cool. I, I overall, the night was a success. In my opinion, everything was cool. We had a cool drone shot that I was a part of, which I'm absolutely thrilled about. So like, yeah, honestly, like for me, it was nothing but uh, happiness. That Ducks and Blue Jackets delayed start didn't mess things up too much. <laughs> I actually t- uh, texted some friends of mine at the Blue Jackets. I was like, of all the teams, <laughs> of all the teams. And they were like, yeah, you know, we're on brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that power outage had us waiting for a while. <laughs> I didn't even know, honestly, if the teams were going to get to play. Yeah, well, luckily they did. Did you have to fill for like two hours? Were you on the air? No, no, we we were oh, okay. able to delay it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, all right, well, we're on hour two of our coverage uh, here. <laughs> I don't even know. We, what we is there anyone about? around to talk to? Yeah. Is there anyone around that we can? Uh, <laughs> let me tell you about holidays and stores. Yeah. <laughs> you're like getting to the point where you're like, okay, we need something to Some... fill the time here. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, and speaking of the Ducks, too, I have Mm -hmm. to applaud you because I love your sweatshirt. For those that are listening, Arda is sporting a Ducks sweatshirt. So thank you for your support. uh, (laughs) This is my favorite piece of merch. It's beautiful. I I don't know what it is. I think it's like the blue with the old school Ducks logo. Um, It's it's a company called Bench Clearers. They uh, make like the uh, tank top jerseys, but they also have these hoodies. They're terrific. Anyway, they're awesome. Yeah. Well, you've also seen our new 30th anniversary logo, and you got to see it also in your interview with Trent Sullivan, our 21st duck. What have you thought about the uniform as you see it on the ice and then the jersey? And then we'll talk about your conversation with Trent Sullivan, too. I love the jersey. I love the old school vibes to it. I love the eggplant purple as a primary. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the cool little tidbit 
that um, at, apparently in the original, when it was released in the 90s, when the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim jersey was released, apparently there was a lot more, uh, like the three co- the three colors that we know were there, but then there was some gold in there too. But apparently the front office thought that looked too much like an Easter egg. So they decided to cut one of the colors and gold was the one that got uh, hit, hit the cutting room floor. Uh, I, I love them. I I'm a big fan of whenever like anything retro gets rebooted and upgraded to today. Mm -hmm. And the ducks hit that one out of the park. They look sharp and there's always a test, right? It's always in two waves, right? Alexis, it's like, is there, what does it look like in a graphic when it first gets introduced? Mm -hmm. But then what does it look like when it's on the ice Mm -hmm. with like the whole kit? Mm -hmm. So I think it passed both tests. Very impressed. I love them personally too. And seeing them on opening night, uh, the purple pops, I I really love that plum. So agreed. Agreed. Well, let's talk about your conversation with our guy, Trent Sullivan, the 21st duck. You just recently had him on the drop podcast that you co-host with Greg Wyshynski. Uh, what was it like getting to know Trent? It was awesome. Uh, I, uh, when I heard that, um, that was available, I said, absolutely. Um, I'm a fan of, of, of highlighting, uh, those kind of stories. I know many of us are, I think it's extremely important. I often do it in spite of other stories that might generate more interest or clicks or whatever. Like I would much prefer, uh, giving spotlight to people that deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trent is absolutely one of those people and his story is inspirational. What he's gone through in his life, uh, his challenges and how much it matters to him to be the 21st duck. I think that's very, very important. You can see it. His face just lights up when he talks about the Anaheim Ducks. And when you're asking for a team ambassador, you couldn't ask for Mm -hmm. a better situation than that. My favorite part of the interview was uh, him describing meeting all the players and he got to meet Radko Gudis. And he (laughs) described Radko Gudis as a big old teddy bear. Which is hilarious yeah. because that's not how many people <laughs> no. watching hockey would describe Brad Kokudis at the all. The butcher. <laughs> yeah, the butcher. No, 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 no. Big old teddy bear. Aww. What a what a wonderful guy. <laughs> I guess it's like the it's like uh the dichot the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing, right? <laughs> when he hits the ice, it's different, but mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, for anyone that wants to go check that out, uh, where can they find that? Uh, that's on the NHL and the SPN YouTube or uh, the drop is twice weekly, Tuesday, Thursdays, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, et cetera. And hey, just a reminder, too, that we have exciting news. Gettle is now the official HVAC partner of the Anaheim Ducks and the Honda Center, keeping things cool on the ice and warm at home. Gettle, your trusted HVAC and plumbing partner. Visit Gettle.com slash Ducks for exclusive promotions. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. All right. Awesome. Well, let's talk about this Anaheim Ducks team before we get into the rest of the NHL, too. I mean, coming off a really hot road trip, 4-0, what have you thought about this team so far through what's going to be after tonight, 10 games? Very impressive. Great start. Hot start. Team looks motivated. I always feel like they're in the game uh, for most of the season, for most of the games uh, that I've watched. Handed Boston their first loss of the year. 
which was super impressive. That's another team, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have predicted this start for Boston, but then here comes Anaheim and derailing their win streak, right? Which was incredible. And then the way they beat Pittsburgh, mm. which is like, what a story, but like, come on. Can <laughs> you think of a better way to? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Five on three. And by the way, I was beating the drum of oh, the Penguins are going to have an amazing power play. Eric Carlson and Sidney Crosby and Gino Malkin. Like on paper, how can you go wrong mm-hmm. with that? Like that is a mm-hmm. formidable uh, tandem to be on your PP one, right? Mm-hmm. Not only does Anaheim uh, withstand a five on three, but they get the shorty breakaway and Mason McChat McTavish gets the job done. And that's how you win the game late in the third period, by the way, mm-hmm. where that could have been a power play situation in overtime. No, no, no. We don't got time for these <laughs> games. Okay. We're just going to take the dub in regulation. <laughs> See you later. Goodbye. And then there's like some surprises too, like Frankie Vetrano, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's got, actually I have a couple of records here for, for you stat friends out here. He is the third player in Ducks history to record a power play goal, shorthanded goal, and even strength goal in the same game. Mm. Uh, he joins Paul Correa and Corey Perry in doing that for the Ducks. Great company. Uh, but he's, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, and he uh, he has the, he's tied with Corey Perry for the most goals, nine, through a team's first nine games. Mm-hmm. So nine goals in nine games, like just impressive numbers for someone that you're like happy to see step up and, 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 and generate like that. Mm-hmm. And like, but this team is not without its challenges either. Like Trevor Zegris and the challenges that he's gone through, right? Like being benched in certain periods. Like I like the idea that there's the dichotomy of that. You're seeing players that are really doing well. Mm -hmm. And then you're seeing players getting challenged in certain ways. And hopefully they, they answer in kind, Mm -hmm. you know, so that that's good. That's good. Yeah, certainly that second line has been outstanding for this team so far. But looking at that top line, I mean, as I'm sure you know, Leo Carlson uh, on a developmental plan in this first half of the NHL season, not playing in every game, but he has played in the last few. So in just seeing what he's already brought to the ice, what have your thoughts been about his play? I like I like the fact that there's a, I think that's refreshing, mm-hmm. right? Like I like and I like the 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 outward, like the transparency of that with Pat Verbeek saying, look, this is what we're going to do. I spoke with the agent. I spoke with the player and this is our plan. I expect him to uh, be a monster in the second half of the season. I may be paraphrasing that quote, but something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just, and just uh, picking and choosing the ice time that Leo Carlson sees in the first half of the season. I, I, I like that. And remember the, the thing with the thing with comparing it's a blessing and a curse to go high in the draft, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like your second overall, uh, you're going to have expectations placed upon you immediately just because of a, how close you are to the first overall pick. But also it's almost like an expectation that the top 10 players selected in a draft are just going to have immediate impacts in the NHL more often than not. Mm-hmm. And in many, in many situations, that's both unfortunate and unrealistic. Right. In many situations, especially for a forward, especially for a forward. Mm -hmm. Right. So I like that we're pumping the brakes a little bit here. We're not putting that level of expectation right out of the gate. And it helps the fans understand, too. Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm a casual, if I'm a um, less than hardcore Ducks fan, I like the team and I'm watching games and I don't see that guy on the ice. But now I understand why 
then I'm still going to get excited for when I do get to see him on the ice. So I'm in favor of that completely. On the rookie and as well, Lukas Stahl getting rookie of the month for the NHL announced today. Uh, I talked to him after morning skate. He didn't even know yet. He was he was informed by our Bally Sports sideline reporter, Ali Lozoff. She actually told him, and he just had the biggest smile on his face. From any play that you've watched out of him in the net, I mean, how impressive is that just to get that honor? I mean, so early in the season as a goaltender, too. I, I saw him a couple games, I believe, last season uh, when we were doing a couple of national games. He might have started or played in a national game or two last season with ESPN. Uh, but it is, it's very impressive. So he's what four, four wins, four starts, four wins, nine twenty one save percentage so far this season. So absolutely in the conversation. And by the way, rookie of the month, right? Like if you were to make me a list, even ducks fans, if ducks fans were to make me a list of who they would think would win that distinction before the season started, before the <laughs> first game started in October, mm -hmm. Where would Lucas Dostal even fall? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that's the, to me, I'm not saying that as a slight. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that at how impressive his play has been exactly. during the month of October as compared to the other names you might see on that list. Mm -hmm. So good on him. Mm -hmm. When you look back though at the NHL as a whole right now, let's talk about maybe some other teams that have surprised you. Maybe give, give me one from the East and give me one from the West. So the Bruins are very surprising to me. Like I honestly, this is the second year in the row I've been in a row that I've been saying this. I thought that last year they were going to contend for a wild card spot. I thought it was going to be the last, I mean, obviously it ended up being the last hurrah for Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, et cetera. But like, I just thought that it was going to be say your goodbyes maybe contend for a wild card and oh Arda you're absolutely wrong they had the best season ever okay <laughs> it's okay so then yeah yeah it's a, you know, it happens. yeah 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 <laughs> hashtag freezing cold takes tag them on Twitter for that <laughs> then then we do our uh preview for this season and I'm like ah that's center depth though I don't know even if the goaltenders are good mm -hmm. and the defense is intact I still feel like there's something, something could happen here. Maybe are they missing enough center depth? Are they going to go look for whatever? And they have a, a, a rookie themselves in Patra that's, uh, you know, lighting it up and just playing fantastic. And they uh, are all systems go with uh, little challenges to begin the season. So whether that's sustainable or not, that remains to be seen. But that's surprising enough for me at this point in the season. And Really, like if you have a hot start in the NHL, we all know this, Ch your chances of at this, even at this point, I know the Thanksgiving is the cutoff. American mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is the cutoff usually. Right. But like if you have if you're in the playoff position now or in a good spot now, you're in the like 50 to 60 percent range already. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's it's going to take a, a a collapse or like a big schneid in order for you to fall out of that position. So I would say Boston in the east and in the west. I would choose, hmm, well, the Canucks shouldn't be a surprise. Like, th there was a lot of hype around them. Like, Thatcher Demko, good goaltending. Elias Pettersson, uh, elite player. Um, Quinn Hughes, captain. I thought he was going to get that that captain increase, like the buff, the captain buff, as I like mm -hmm. to call it, when you get that C on your sweater, <laughs> you know? Like, and by the way, the Hughes brothers are, like, 
ridiculous right now. Like one's yeah. leading the league, right? Like one's leading the league in go- uh, points. Uh, Quinn's leading the defenseman in points mm-hmm. tied. And uh, Luke is tied among defenseman points mm-hmm. in among rookies. So it's like, okay, okay, Hughes brothers, we get it. <laughs> their their parents are doing it right. Whatever they're feeding yeah. them. <laughs> right? Unbelievable. So I'd say the Canucks. I'd say the Canucks less so because I'm like, I, 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 I think it was due, but also like it's good that they're, they started hot this mm-hmm. season. Do you have maybe, let's go team that has been maybe an underdog early for you that you're still expecting to see more out of? Oh, the Oilers for sure. I, I know that I know that people are hitting the panic button there, but I, I'm not, I am not counting out a McDavid tricidal team. I'm just not, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. I think that they address their cons. If it continues like this, they address their concerns. Do they go after goaltender? Do they bolster the blue line? But then beyond that, I'm like, I am not counting this team out. The way that I believe we will look at this uh, at the end of the season is they struggled out of the gate. McDavid uh, missed a couple games due to injury. Frustrations set in. But then they looked, they took a long, hard look in the mirror and they said changes need to be made. They addressed those. And then they got back to the prominence that we expected them to be at. So uh, the direct answer there is the Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. because I just don't see them. I do not see them as a team that misses the playoffs. I I think I'm with you there too. in in certain ways, I mean, just the, the talent that they have, it's, it's, it's pretty outstanding, obviously. So uh, in sticking with the hockey side of things too, before I let you go, I want to talk about one more pretty hot topic right now. Uh, just NHL players, and their gear, what they're wearing, um, you know, after the horrible tragedy with Adam Johnson and my, my heart still goes out to his family and everyone, um, that, you know, is, is going through that, this hard time, uh, right now, but with NHL players wearing, whether it's neck protection or wrist protection, or just more protection in their gear, how do you think that will players and that is going to develop within the NHL as the league looks at it, as the players association looks at it too. So the, I, a conversation will certainly be have Mm -hmm. had ongoing conversations, obviously the players massive input on what they wear on the ice and deciding on what will be mandatory, et cetera. Um, as you know, it wasn't that long ago that players weren't wearing helmets on the ice, mm-hmm. that they weren't wearing visors on the ice and conversations of, oh, this is unnecessary, ridiculous, silly, whatever the comments were at the time, we got over it. And then X amount of years after they were instituted and the last player who was grandfathered in uh, left the NHL and then the every single player was wearing a helmet or every single player was wearing a visor, whatever. It just became commonplace and there was a level of acceptance. The paradigm shifted, right? Is that a situation here where neck guards or some form of neck protection or some iter whatever the iteration is to protect the neck that makes it as comfortable as possible for NHL players Mm -hmm. in X amount of years, say five years, whatever, we're going to look back on and say, yeah, we should have been doing this all along. Chances are Mm -hmm. because it'll just be commonplace and the NHL players, it'll be part of their, um, get up and routine, whatever the case may be. To me, it's unfortunate that a tragedy to this degree needed to occur for the conversations to continue. Yeah. Um, last, last season, uh, we saw to your point about, uh, wrist guards, 
uh, we saw uh, it was, I believe it was Evander Kane and Patrick Maroon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where the the Aaron skate the accident, and that le- that led to Evander Kane being out for a, a period of time, coming back to uh, a later, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how much conversation that generated internally about the need for risk guards, et cetera, but maybe it's a human nature thing. Maybe it's, uh, you know, it, the severity of it is spawning is spawning or generating the conversation needed to not have this happen again. And I will say this, there are a couple of coaches in the NHL and, and actually a couple of players where their quotes intimate the idea that what does it cost? Like what's, what is really the cost of wearing a neck guard mm-hmm. in, in the NHL? Now, again, I'm saying this as someone who never played in the NHL. Yeah. I love watching the NHL. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I don't ever want any athletes to be in a situation where that could happen. Mm-hmm. Right. They're humans at the end of the day, they're people. And so if that's all it takes, what's the cost mm-hmm. that you don't feel cool or it's a little bit uncomfortable or, or whatever the case may be, either the risk is low, like. To me, these are all factors that the uh, parties that should be talking about this come together. They have this conversation and then they decide, okay, this is something worthwhile. Here's how we can get there. Mm -hmm. This is something we should do. And then ultimately, if it happens, which it might, I mean, it's happening in other leagues. The WHL just announced that they're going to mandate it. The uh, England League, other leagues are mandating it as well. So whether the NHL happens, it it remains to be seen. But again, what's the cost? Mm It's interesting too. I have to share this with you. I had a conversation with our assistant equipment manager, Ryan Tall, this morning, just asking him if there was any interest from players, um, you know, coming to him and asking, hey, can you get me a neck guard? And he said that actually a lot of players have come to him more about these certain undershirts that do have like a sleeve protectant. And there is interest in the neck guards, but players are concerned that what is available right now isn't exactly, um, it it doesn't help with, you know, body temperature and regulating your body temperature. It's, it's just not cohesive to that quite yet. They feel some of these players, um, but yeah, it's, it's an ongoing conversation and definitely some interest I know here in Anaheim. Uh, and I thought it was pretty interesting that Ryan was able to share that with me too. That's a really good point. And and that goes back to the like just the iteration of what the what what will protect the neck, whether it's mm-hmm. the neck guard that currently exists or something that is built. Maybe now the onus will be on the equipment manufacturers to work with NHL players to create something that checks all of those boxes that you said such that they will feel comfortable wearing it. And then that becomes the norm in the NHL, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the story uh, about TJ Oshie and his company? I did not. No. He hit, so his company, I guess, makes neck guards, and he went okay. to his company, and he wasn't wearing them initially when uh, they were created. I believe this story is on the Athletic. I think was where I saw it, and okay. I'm forgetting who wrote it. So. But a great story. Uh, and he went back to his company after this happened recently and uh, ordered a bunch of neck guards for him and some of his teammates um, to take a look at and try out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah, that's I'm going mean, to send you that, that article because that, that I'm forgetting exactly where I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Please do. And also, <laughs> like, just the idea of, like, that's that is a mo- a forward motion for change, right? Like at least there will be an attempt. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, or, or, or a, a trial. Yeah. That's great. That's mm-hmm. a, that's great. Definitely. Well, Arda, uh, I, I'm going to let you go here soon, but one more thing uh, I'm going to leave you with. What, in the coming weeks, what are you hoping to see maybe from a player in the NHL, uh, maybe someone that you're hoping to kind of see break out still? Uh, good question. If you have one in mind. <laughs> More OV goals. I, I do want him to break the record. So I want him to get to 850 this year for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Um, we did see we did see Sonny Milano pull off almost the goal of the year, right? The, uh, like the juggling act. Mm. And it kind of reminded me of the dish again. So I was <laughs> like, hmm, that that I, I so I, I'm waiting goals. for. Yeah, I'm well, I'm waiting for um, uh, Zegris magic because mm-hmm. I, I love watching him with the puck, especially when he's uh, up on a rush. Uh, it's always fun. Uh, he always thinks of just like being the most creative possible. Mm-hmm. So that for sure. Um, I am. There's a couple of teams in the NHL uh, that ha- might release like third jerseys. I'm a big fan of uh, inspirations and things like that. So like that. Also, the stadium series There's a press conference recently at MetLife for the uh, Her- uh, stadium series outdoor games. So what will their uh, jerseys look like? Mm-hmm. Um, more uh, conversation about the World Cup of Hockey. A uh, big fan of that. I want to he it would be awesome if this season, Alexis, if we got an announcement that there will be a returning World Cup of Hockey because I want to see best on best. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want to see best on best too soon as a Canadian, because I think we're going to get destroyed by America's current <laughs> roster. But but I do want to see the games. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but otherwise, uh, actually, I have some breaking news for you. Um, I did. I am going to leak here for you. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks actually have a, a fourth jersey leaked, and here it is. Would you? Can you give me your thoughts? Uh, it looks great to me. <laughs> yep, there it is. Here it is. Here's Mighty the front. Ducks. There it is. Yep, this is what it looks like, and this is the back, just the old logo here on the back. Oh, man. So there we go. They're going to wear colors. these for select games. Actually, for the rest of the season, every single game for the rest of the this year. news to me. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So breaking news, everybody. I'll let everyone here just... in Anaheim know. <laughs> Yeah. And, and the front office and the players and everyone else, assistant uh, equipment manager. Yeah. I was, I was thinking of how can I incorporate this into this conversation? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I love it. Love it. All right. Arda, great to have you on light the lamp. Great to catch up with you. Excited for what's to come in this NHL season. And uh, thank you again for joining us. Anytime. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Light the Lamp. I am Alexis Downey. Come back again next time for more Hockey Talk on Duck Stream presented by Gettle. And get your home cozy with Gettle Rejuvenation for just $129. We'll prep your HVAC for the season so you're ready to cheer on our ducks. Call 866-671-9822 or visit gettle.com slash ducks. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.